let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, it's neighbor versus neighbor in Shaw as residents debate whether or not the Zoning Commission should approve the development of a new six-story condo building in the area. Brian Janovitz and Alex Padro live right near the proposed site. They're joining us from their homes across the street from each other to defend their opposing views on the issue. Today's Wednesday, July 5th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. Okay, so there's a big debate happening over the potential development of 1515 9th Street. Right now, in that space, there's a small building that Shiloh Baptist Church once used as a daycare center, but it's been vacant for kind of a while. And there's a small parking lot next to it. A local developer wants to come in and replace all of this with a 45-unit condo building. Brian, you live in the area, right? That's right. I live on 8th Street on the same block. So our building, uh, and those of the, uh, the others on my street, backs up to what would be the back of this new building. And for those familiar with this area of Shaw, uh, there's a very narrow alley that separates the backs of the buildings that sit on 8th Street and 9th Street. So we would essentially be right up against each other. And Alex, you're an advisory neighborhood commissioner in the area, right? That's correct. I've been for 21 years. So Alex, why do you think the neighborhood would benefit from this development? The reality is that uh, an empty parking lot doesn't serve anyone except uh, some short-term uses. Uh, The church uh, is desirous of disposing of the property in order to be able to invest in a major redevelopment of uh, more than half a block directly across the street. Additional housing is uh, a top priority for the city and and for the neighborhood. And... um, We've gotten used to having a, a lot of construction in the neighborhood. I've got a, a nine-story building behind me with a lot more neighbors than that would be represented by, by this development. So the number of uh, units that we're talking about here is pretty modest compared to many of the other developments that have happened nearby. Brian, I see you furiously writing. Why are you against building these condos? And what's your response to what Alex has just laid out? First, I guess I would take issue initially with the idea that parking lots are not useful. They actually have a pretty significant parking problem in this area, which, of course, the new project will only exacerbate. But nevertheless, we don't oppose development writ large in this space, and we would be happy for a new building to come in with new neighbors to come in. The problem here is the actual proposal itself. They're not suggesting coming in with something that fits the character of the neighborhood, but rather something that will be a monstrosity that hangs over the surrounding neighbors and really changes the character of the neighborhood, which is the reason that many of us moved here uh, in the first place. So to give a bit more on that, Shaw is, uh, in my view and in many of our residents' view, appealing uh, because of its close proximity to downtown, but also because it has a very neighborhoody feel. 
uh, Meister and A Street is a tree-lined street, very low-level houses, lots of sort of two- to three-story row homes. And that's the aesthetic on 9th Street in this block as well. What's being proposed is that those buildings be dwarfed by a seven-story building that, again, will exacerbate all of the existing problems in the area, whether it be you know rats in the alley, lack of parking, but also will change that aesthetic and will change that character. And in our view, it's an unhelpful development uh, in the area. So we, again, are welcoming of new neighbors and welcoming of some development in this area. But we think that anything that comes in here and anything that is approved here should be something that fits in with the character of the neighborhood and enhances it rather than detracts from it and destroys it. Alex, I got to say, those are some strong words that Brian just laid out. A monstrosity looming over Shaw. Do you have any response to what he just said in terms of the neighborhood character and about parking? Uh, Some story building is no more a monstrosity than the nine story buildings immediately across B Street or on the other side uh, of A Street. As I mentioned, I've got nine story buildings directly behind me. So height is not an issue. We've had 10 story buildings in the neighborhood since the 1980s. So this is not anything novel or or unusual. Uh, The handful of parking spaces that are represented by the the parking lot that's associated with this uh, development uh, are used by the church, so they're only used on Sundays. There is really no net impact on parking by the loss of the parking lot. Unfortunately, the city has established new guidelines uh, related to what parking is required for residential and even commercial development. And basically, they have stripped the minimums. There used to be a minimum number of parking spaces that, that any development uh, would have to have. Those have just been decimated by decisions that have been made by our city. So. Uh, when the city market development uh, half a block away from here uh, was proposed, we fought for the maximum amount of parking. So there are over 500 parking spaces underground over there. When Jefferson Marketplace, uh, that's the tall building behind my row house, which is across the street from where Brian lives, uh, was being developed. Again, the district owner wanted to minimize the amount of parking. We fought successfully on the ANC and as a community, and we maximize those parking spaces so that there are actually more parking spaces in that garage than there are apartments in the building. Now, with the new regulations, we don't have the ability to fight for those parking spaces the way that we did the past. Also, this is a lot smaller site. The footprint that we're looking at does not accommodate the kind of turn radii that are necessary to be able to get to an underground garage, in addition to the fact that the parking is very expensive to build. And when the city is not requiring the parking spaces to be built, then developers are not going to build it. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that other developments in the neighborhood have been approved more recently uh, with minimal parking. But that is the trend. And as a part of the district government, the ANC has to work within the rules that are set up for new development. And uh, unfortunately, the the amount of parking that's uh, being required for this particular development is very modest. There's no two ways about it. The good thing is that uh, the developer has agreed to make arrangements with uh, the garage uh, at City Market that has those 500 parking spaces so that uh, if there are any owners of units uh, that will require parking, dedicated parking spaces can be leased to them. David, thanks for chatting with me. So like you and I both have cars in the DC metro area and sometimes they're great, but sometimes they can be a hassle. And I heard you had car issues, man. Yes, my car like me is old and falling apart. (laughs) And 
So I wanted to get it fixed, but one of the truly unpleasant tasks I find in the world is getting your car fixed because you have to take it usually somewhere extremely distant, extremely inconvenient, arrange some alternate form of transportation. And so I heard about Rota, Rota Rota.com, and I went on the Rota.com website, and they will come and pick your car up, take it from you, and then do the work and bring it back to you. And so I made an appointment on Rota, which was easy as pie, beautiful user interface. Um, for the work that I wanted done. The valet showed up at around 10 o'clock at my house as exactly on time, very easy, just handed him my keys. He drove off with my car. About an hour later, April called me. She said, here are some things that we found with your car in addition to what you want to do. She sent me videos that Michael- Wait, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a car nerd, so I like want to know the nitty gritty of what's happening because I I don't know stuff. A million percent. They sent me this video. There was a particular belt that was had broken, and they sent me a video of it. And they sent me a list of sort of here are the things that were recommended, here are the things that seemed urgent to fix, and I could choose what I wanted to fix and sent that back to them, which took me like three minutes. Michael, the technician, fixed it. They then texted me and said, "Oh, your car's on the way back." My car was back in front of my house at 2.30. I'd given it to them at 10. It was back in front of my house that afternoon. Also, note, the valet did a much better job parking in front of my house than I do. (laughs) Don't they always? So much closer to the curb. And it was an incredibly pleasant, super easy experience. And they were very trustworthy. They were clear about what they were going to fix. And it was incredibly convenient. Yeah. So this like seems like a dream. Uh, I have used them before, but it's been a bit. Would you use them again for something like this? I would use Rota again in a second. I would use Rota. And they have a discount for us too, for CityCast listeners. So if you go to Rota.com, they have the discount code CityCast20 and you get 20% off. Sweet. Uh, Plots, David, thank you so much for talking with me. Again, CityCast listeners, you get 20% off off any Rota service up to $100 using the code CityCast20. So go to Rota.com. That's R-O-D-A.com to book your appointment. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. I'm curious, what has the Historic Preservation Office said about the character concerns associated with this building and how it might change the way that Shaw looks and feels? Brian, I really feel for you describing it as this sort of neighborhoody, tree-lined community. Have you heard from the Historic Preservation Office? So we did do two meetings in front of the Historic Preservation Board. In the first meeting, they did express concerns about the height in response to resident concerns. In the second meeting, they really, for the first time, said, you know, it doesn't appear to be an issue for us. They didn't give a ton of reasoning, but they did, you know, mention some of the buildings uh, on the block nearby. And Commissioner Padro here as well references that there are some taller buildings in Shaw. But this is not a reason or justification to build another tall building here. If anything, it's the opposite. 
it, it adds urgency to preserving the characteristic parts of Shaw that remain. So the block to the south of the block in question uh, has the O Street Market, has the giant supermarket for people who are familiar with it, has two very, very tall buildings. That's fine. And we're not here to discuss whether that was a good idea or not. But for better or worse, that exists. And that is a block that is sort of self-contained, like I said, largely commercial. The question is, do you justify taking a block that doesn't share that characteristic, that does have the historic two to three story row home aesthetic and build tall buildings there as well uh, and justify it simply by pointing to uh, the ones that you allowed to be built on the previous block. It seems to me that if you continue to just justify each new building with reference to the previous one, that's not in any way the management of any sort of historic area of the city. That is the managed cannibalization of Shaw. There is overwhelming opposition to this from the people that I have spoken to and the people who have been present at the ANC meetings and at the Historic Preservation Review Board meetings. There have been letters submitted overwhelmingly. They oppose this development and all for the same reason. And frankly, for those who are familiar with the area, uh, if they would come and stand on this block and see what exists there today and then imagine this massive building, not in the renderings that have been selectively presented by the developer, but in the way that it actually appears to, to the folks who live in this area, I think it would be obvious to many or most, if not all, that this is something that will dramatically change the character of the neighborhood and for the worse, especially for those of us who live in its shadow. Well, Alex, as Brian is saying, he isn't the only person in the neighborhood who has concerns about this development. Dozens of people have sent in letters opposing it. Have you taken their concerns about this development seriously? So, number one, I've been a historic preservationist since long before I was an elected official in the city. And I, and I remain uh, the principal preservation enforcer, if you will, in this neighborhood. When I see anything that's being built that doesn't have a, a permit that's been approved by historic preservation, I'm the first one to get on the call on the phone to inspectors to make sure that that project gets shut down. So, and also my, my day job is as a preservationist. But that having been said, my contact with folks in the neighborhood has been 180 degrees away from Bryant's. Overwhelmingly, what I have seen and heard is support for this development and for it not remaining a, a parking lot. Uh, the Civic Association for the Neighborhood decided not to oppose it. The vast majority of the letters that, uh, that Brian is referring to in opposition are not from immediate neighbors of the property. They're from individuals that live at least a block or more away from the site. And when I've made phone calls and I've gone door to door and I've talked to people on the street and in the supermarket, overwhelmingly people said, hey, definitely, you know, we want to see that happen. Uh, so a handful of people did uh, express some concerns and uh, those have been heard, but unfortunately, the folks that are the most immediately impacted, except for a handful of uh, Ryan's uh, co-protestants, if you will, are in support of, of seeing this happen. And at this point, uh, the Historic Preservation Review Board has given its preliminary approval and delegated the details to staff. What do you think about that, Brian? So I can't speak, obviously, to Commissioner Podger's conversations, but what I can tell you is this. I have spoken to literally zero people in this neighborhood who support this. When it comes to submitting evidence on the record in writing, the letters submitted in opposition to this dwarf the numbers submitted in support. So it seems clear to me that if this comes down to a sort of 
you know, evidentiary contest of where you think the residents stand, uh, then it's clear to me that based on the evidence so far, there is overwhelming opposition to this. As for the proximity of the people who've submitted their opposition, I would say uh, a great number of them live very close. And to the extent Commissioner Padro may be discounting those of us who live on 8th Street, uh, I think that's a mistake. We very much will deal with this new building. For example, uh, a neighbor a few doors down from me has three children who adorably play outside all the time in the back of their home uh, that abuts that alleyway. They will now have, you know, some 45, 50 windows of people peering down on those children. That's a very different environment for them to grow up in. For those of us who live uh, in two or three story buildings that are used to sunlight, particularly those people who are on the bottom floor, it will get dark much, much sooner uh, and much more frequently for them. So it's not the case that the people on 8th Street's quality of life is not impacted by this. It's impacted greatly. So to the extent that those views are being discounted, they should not be. And I would note that when we had the AMC commissioner meetings and you had this, at that time, universal opposition from those who testified in person, uh, not only did the ANC vote the other way to approve this, uh, but didn't address the concerns at all. They didn't speak to why they disagreed with them. They did not address any of the concerns that came in the testimony before it. And so it leaves the impression that we're not being heard. They don't care about the concerns of the people who live here. I have to disagree with, uh, with Brian's characterization of the testimony uh, that was at the one ANC public meeting, commission meeting on this issue. So uh, there were some committee meetings and again, the committees recommended almost unanimously in favor of support for the project as well. And there were a number of people that were online, both uh, by uh, their voices on, on Zoom, as well as on uh, the chat that, that indicated they, they supported this project. So I have to refute the statement that the ANC testimony uh, was unanimous in opposition. We can revisit that. The developer was certainly in favor of it. Uh, and as you mentioned, ultimately, the ANC commissioners did vote in favor. But the ANC commissioners did not address the concerns that had been voiced. No resident came out and testified in support of it. And the one dissenter... No, I, I disagree. I disagree. And we have okay. recordings of it. We right. do have a Zoom recording. So. Fair enough. We will check the record. But the one dissenter among the commissioners in the vote is the commissioner who spoke at great length about the specifics of the project, Commissioner Sheena Berry. And she gave very, very passionate remarks expressing several reasons why this is a bad idea. And we very much uh, appreciate her support. And I think it's clear both from the record of, of that hearing, if folks want to go back and take a look at it, but also from other comments in this process, that she, like the residents that I've spoken with and, and myself, really has the heart of the neighborhood in mind and is uh, looked at the considerations that most affect those of us who live here. So speaking of the heart of the neighborhood, Brian, when you were describing like the sunshine and the green spaces and the privacy that a neighborhoody feel offers, I really like that. But the reality is, is there's a, there's a housing crisis in D.C. Is there a version of housing for this space that you would support? Absolutely. Again, we do uh, welcome new development in the area, but it should be done in a way that enhances the aesthetic. So a two or three or even four story building in that space that doesn't have quite as many units, but fits in, you know, is given that sort of row house appearance. The building that I live in myself is one that was uh, converted 
you know, and it has this very sort of row house appearance. It's broken up into eight different units. So something like that would be perfectly acceptable and we would agree would enhance the neighborhood. The problem is that they don't want to build something that fits in with the character of the neighborhood. They want to build this massive, massive structure more than twice the size of the surrounding buildings. And the only person that benefits is the developer. Alex, I'll give you the last word here. What are the next steps on this project? Uh, the Zoning Commission of the District of Columbia will be hearing the request for the map amendment so that would allow the increased zoning density on the site. And uh, all of the parties, especially anyone that lives uh, adjacent, uh, will have an opportunity to be heard at the hearing, uh, as well as the input uh, from the Office of Planning, uh, which uh, supports the project, as well as the ANC. And then it will be the Zoning Commission's decision as to how tall this building will be. But uh, we will have some new neighbors on the 1500 block of Ninth Street. Is it possible to make just uh, a solicitation, if I could, to listeners? You know, one of the disadvantages that those of us who live here face is a uh, lack of sophistication compared to, you know, the developer and uh, and a world class law firm they have working for them. If there are listeners who are knowledgeable at this process who can help us, or residents who feel the same passion that we do about preserving this neighborhood and want to help, if they could reach out to Commissioner Barry. Uh, at Sheena Berry, official email at gmail.com. We would welcome the support and assistance and look forward to hopefully finding more sensible development in the area. Thanks for that, Brian. Brian, Alex, thanks so much for being here. Our pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, Commissioner Padra. You as well, Brian. By the way, in case you were wondering about that little disagreement over the testimonies at the public hearing, we checked into it and it turns out they were both right. Most of the residents who attended were against the development. There were a few who spoke in support, but they were also ANCs, or in one case, directly tied to the developer. So do with that information what you will. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell your favorite Shaw friend and subscribe to our morning newsletter by texting DC to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.